2: how are you out there in internet radio land? Um, we are doing well. And when I asked how you're doing, I really and truly hope that you are all well. I'm, I know that some of you, like myself, have um, just experienced some very um, difficult times and situations with the storm um, That just passed. Um, I've got my tea tonight, of course. You know, I always have my tea. But I have my tea tonight. Um, I'm drinking my green tea, and it's got, it says it's red, goji, and raspberry flavored. So green tea is supposed to be good for you, you know, because it's got the antioxidants in it and stuff. And for me, green tea, you know, tea, period, is just relaxing, it's relaxing. So tonight, I'm drinking my tea because, to be honest, I'm, um, I'm also still trying to relax after the effects of this, this week. Um, the first part of the week, we felt the earthquake uh, right here because I live in Maryland. So I felt that. And even though I'm from California originally, I had not experienced uh, an earthquake like that. Um, Over 20 years ago, I remember feeling a small one when I was like in my 20s. I felt one that was enough to shake the room where I was at at the time. I was living in a hotel because it was during one of those trying times of my life. And it shook the room bad enough to where I went outside on the balcony um, but, uh, and that was a small one that I don't remember the number, you know, the, the number that it was on the, the Richter scale, but it was enough to make my knees feel like they had turned to water and to feel like my heart had just sunk in my chest. Well, this one that we just had at the, um, beginning of the week, thank God I was calm that day. I just I happened to be on the phone with my girlfriend, and I was calm when that one happened. But then to experience the hurricane, um, and 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 thank God, even though I'm in Maryland, we didn't feel the brunt of it um, here. We we experienced the heavy rain and the very very strong winds, and we lost our power um, probably for I'd say about maybe close to 18 hours. And those two events, back-to-back, though, um, were stressful. They were stressful, and I have to say that the wind was so strong that it felt like the windows were going to break any moment, and... um, it made it hard to sleep because every time I started to fall asleep, then I would hear the sound of the wind hitting the windows and the sounds of the power flickering on and off because it flickered on and off uh, several times before it finally went out um, so um, I have to say the experience was rather frightening for me, you know and i and I know that we live in a society that You even hear them saying it on the news that uh, their goal is to resume things and to get things back on track and to resume things so that it's business as normal. It's business as usual. But if any of you all are like me, you know, I don't I don't just sweep things I I can't, I can't, I should say, I can't just sweep things under the carpet and act like things didn't happen. I mean, I think it's important to process events and situations and things that we deal with in life. Because sometimes people, a lot of times God is speaking to us through situations, whether you are a Christian or not, whether you, you know, are a believer or not. God is often speaking to us through situations. He is speaking through us through good times. He's speaking through us through difficult times. And I don't think that the proper response is to just continue business as usual. I don't want to get ahead of myself because I'm going to go there later on in my. Um, Discussing tonight. So anyway, I'm sipping my tea and I hope that you have yours and I hope that you're listening tonight. I uh, I have noticed that when I was um, tweeting about the earthquake situation and tweeting about the storm, when we were preparing for the storm, I tweeted about it, I did some Facebook comments about it, and um, I cannot say for sure if the numbers are in association with that, but the numbers on our radio um, statistics have gone up considerably just in this week. So I kind of think that there's other people that might be a little bit stressed about what's going on and want to know, you know what what some of God's children have to say about what's going on. What is, what is this all about and why are we experiencing one difficult situation after the other? Just back to back, bam, bam, bam. Why is that? Okay. So anyway, um, the best way I could describe, you know, I said that I was feeling, I was feeling it, that it was frightening, but if I try to describe how I was feeling a little bit more in detail, I would say that I had peace in my spirit. It's an odd, it's an odd way to feel, but I had peace in my spirit, but I did not have peace in my mind because my mind was bombarded with the sounds and the noises and the activity that was going on in the house the dog was restless the dog kept going back and forth and occasionally would bark because of the sounds of the flickering and the so there was just an unrest in my mind and in my surroundings so basically i was experiencing two things at the same time two different emotions at the same time or you know, a feeling of peace inside and internally because I knew that God was with us and that he was protecting us and that if, if something should happen where we were injured or harmed or perhaps killed for some reason because of flooding or whatever, that we would go to be with the Lord. I had the peace to know that, but yet my mind was racing uh, and and trying not to entertain fearful thoughts but the thoughts were coming to me so tell me have any of you ever experienced that type of dichotomy you know being divided in two parts just being divided in into two like i said the earthquake i i was i was calm that was just Days before, but by the time this came around, <laughs> it was a different experience. <laughs> and even after the earthquake, I went online because I was searching myself. I wanted to see what some of the popular, well-known Christian uh, ministers, some of, the, some of those that are prophetic in in their calling, what they were saying about the events that that are going on in our country with the earthquake, with the wars, with the fighting that's going on in Libya, with the situation that's going on with uh, Gaddafi, um, just with stuff, with, you know, what's going on. I wanted to see what they were saying about these things um, and just see if they were sensing or feeling anything different than what, than what we are. And I went on some of their websites, I went on some of their Facebook sites, and um, believe it or not, I, I couldn't find anything relevant to what was going on, and I was a little disappointed. And so that's why I took it upon myself, or felt the need to begin to tweet some comments regarding both of those situations Um, like I said uh, after the earthquake and then in preparation for the storm and hopefully it was encouraging to some of you all that might have got those uh, got that information I hope that it was encouraging I hope that it was insightful because like I said I believe God is speaking to the world through these situations. Uh, I ran across the scripture in Psalms, Psalms 107, the chapter of Psalms, uh, where it was referring to God's provision for the redeemed, how God provides for and takes care of the redeemed. But it was also clear in that, that he, uh, the redeemed also go through difficulties and Tragedies and, and situations, but God takes care of them. And, and it was also referring to, I believe it was around verse 25, how God um, expands the waves and, and he manipulates the winds. And he allows those things and he commands those things to happen. And how the men would cry out in fear and in their distress. In their distress, God would hear their cry, but um, he allowed those things to come upon them in the first place, which a lot of people don't like to hear that. They don't like to hear that. And when these things happen, a lot of times people do get angry and upset and say, why would a loving God allow this or allow that to happen? After the break, I'll answer that. Okay? Okay.
1: Has the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these.
0: We'd like to thank our sponsor, Liberty Christian Center, located in Box Elder, South Dakota. They are a non-denominational, Bible-based, Holy Spirit-led deliverance ministry. Pastor Charles
1: and Romika White, Liberty Christian Center. Renowned and gifted psychic medium, Sylvia Rossi, explores the mysteries of this life, the afterlife, and the unseen world that surrounds us all in the show called Make Contact with Sylvia Rossi, Wednesdays at 2, 1 p.m. Central here on Toginet. Sylvia Rossi with her special guests and other fellow psychics invite you to call in and make contact with the world beyond and get answers to your questions. Psychic medium Sylvia Rossi has been sharing her gift professionally for the last 17 years. Sylvia has made it her mission to help individuals and families understand their eternal connection to loved ones that have passed on, bringing relief and comfort to countless souls who have been touched by her gift. She's had the privilege of meeting and working with many psychologists who continue to recommend their clients to her when conventional methods have failed. Now it's your turn to make contact with host and psychic medium, Sylvia Rossi. Wednesdays at 2, 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com.
3: Thank God I am free. I am free.
1: Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on com
2: that commercial during the break and I was just thinking oh, that's not quite the the type of show that matches or goes along with this show um, I don't advocate psychics because the Bible clearly speaks against um those that um, are diviners of the times and um, those that are involved in divination and witchcraft. And um, if you're not using your, your prophetic gifting and your gift of insight for the work of the Lord, then it's, it's of the devil. So I have to say, people, for my sake, for the show, that um, I don't advocate psychic mediums in any way, shape, or form. All righty. <laughs> Okay. So before the break, I was saying how that, you know, people, people don't want to hear that. And oftentimes people get upset with God when these kinds of things happen, when hurricanes happen, when earthquakes happen, when there's massive loss of life and when there's tragedy and things of that nature. Um, And I was saying that God allows those things to happen. He allows those things to happen, and you find that in Scripture that he allows it when it happens. Does he like it? Does he, is it what he wants for mankind? No, it's not what he wants for mankind. It is not according to his plan for us, his original plan for us. But when mankind or when people as a whole reject him, and do not acknowledge him and do not live for him. And they prefer sin. And they, the Bible says the wages of sin is death. Sin brings destruction. Sin causes God to have to lift his, his hand of protection off of people. Because he is not obligated to look out for the sinner. And... It, For those that don't want anything to do with him, for those that insist that they don't need him, that all that Bible stuff is just a bunch of myths, myths and old fables, and it's not relevant to today's time and this and that and the other. He is not obligated if he does protect and preserve and look out for it is because of his love and because of his mercy. But he is not obligated. And after things get um, way out of hand, then he will step in and address it and cleanse. Cleanse the earth or different regions of the sin. Because the sin is like a cancer. And it spreads. And it grows. And it contaminates more and more and more and more. So what happened in the days of Noah... That's why the flood came. Thank God he promised that he would never flood the whole earth again at one time, but he did not promise that he wouldn't flood flood, or allow flooding in parts of it. So uh, Satan can't do these kinds of things because Satan is the prince of the power of the air. He has been given that right when Adam and Eve gave that right up, when they, when they gave their place over to Satan and allowed sin to come into the earth realm, then Satan gained that authority. He took that authority and he is the prince and the power of the air. And God allows him to bring destruction when he does bring destruction. So how do we endure difficult times? How do we deal with difficult times? How does the Christian, and when I say Christian, I'm not talking about someone who just professes Christ. I always have to clarify that. I'm talking about the true follower, the true believer and one who follows the ways of Christ, lives the word of God uh, as, 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 as best that they know how. I mean, they don't live a life of sin. They may they may fall once in a while, but they repent and they get up and they keep moving. I'm not talking about these people that are professing Jesus Christ and looking like the world, talking like the world, acting like the world in every way, shape, or form. How do we endure difficult times? How do we do it as Christians? How does the world do it? Well, from what I can see, there's a, there's a big difference. Um... As I was hearing the news about the storm coming, and I'm checking, researching what kinds of things that we should do to be prepared, because I I keep an emergency kit and some emergency supplies anyway. But you know, I'm brushing up on things, so I go to the grocery store to um, get a few extra supplies. <clears throat> Made me a little list, and I go to the grocery store. And when I got there, as usual, I found uh, that when I say as usual, when there's something going on like this, like when we have snow and things like that, then the store was packed. It was packed. Okay, there was no baskets available when we walked in because all the baskets were being used. It was packed. Outwardly, the people looked calm, you know, just to look at them in the physical and in the natural sense, they looked calm. And they appear to be functioning as usual. But as soon as I walked in the store, the atmosphere, I could feel in the atmosphere the chaos. You know, we're, we're spirit beings. And when you're in tune with your spirit man, when you're in tune with your inner man, you can pick up on, it's called discernment. In the Bible, there's a gift called discernment. And you can pick up on the spiritual activity and the realm of the spirit and I could feel the chaos as soon as I walked in that store I said oh my goodness here we go again so I I started getting my supplies and um, I'm thinking wow I literally could feel the anxiety as I moved through the aisles and I I could feel the anxiety in the air and people you know were we're getting all the packing up on water um, stocking up on water you know the different shelves were cleared like the bread was almost gone i mean it was like wow it just felt like people were scavenging scavenging you know just trying to get all that they could get and um and that feeling of chaos and 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 anxiety was just all around me so then I then my phone rings. My phone rings. It was my good friend. She's a friend and a sister in Christ. She's calling me from California, and she's like, so what's going on? What's going on out there? And I said, like, about what? I didn't know what she was talking about. She says, well, you know, the, I'm watching the news, and the news is talking about this hurricane that's coming you all's way, and... The news is saying that you guys are evacuating there in Maryland, that you've been ordered to evacuate. I said, well, I haven't, uh, I haven't heard that. I said, I've been checking the news. I've been watching the weather reports. I haven't heard that. So um, she's like, oh, okay, okay. Well, then when you get home, you check the news and you call me and you let me know what's going on. Okay, again, I felt that dichotomy that I was telling you about. I felt calm in my spirit. But then I had I started having trouble thinking. You know, my thoughts started to kind of run together because I'm I'm trying to think about what I'm there for and then I'm thinking about what she said and I'm feeling the panic and the chaos in the air and the anxiety in the air. So it's like, okay, Diane, stay calm, stay cool, don't give in to this feeling of panic. You know you check the news. There was nothing going on before you left the house. You know, and at the same time, the Lord is giving me words of comfort. You know, scriptures are coming to my mind that remind me of how he watches over us and how he takes care of us. And the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And then songs are coming to my mind, uh, encouraging songs and encouraging hymns that, you know, I usually sing at, at other times, you know, just in general. So it's like you, that dichotomy. You're feeling one thing in your spirit and you're dealing with the environment around you and the thoughts that are, that are hitting you. And, and yet the Lord is speaking to you and trying to keep you on track. So I'm telling you, it was an interesting experience. <laughs> that brings me. Again, to tonight's topic. What am I talking about tonight? How do you endure difficult times? Difficult times are going to come. They're going to come. And I also, honestly believe that they're going to continue to come. They're actually going to get worse in, in the country, in this country, and worldwide. I believe that things are going to get tougher that we're going to have more destruction and more calamity. The Lord has been telling us here at Equipping the Saints Ministry for years now. I would say all the way back, all the way back in, I believe it was 99. It was either 99 or early 2000, the Lord began to tell us and deal with us and let us know that many... Uh, how should I say? A lot, a lot of hardship was coming to this land, to this nation, because of the rebellion and the sin and the mindsets of people. Because people were trusting too much in the tangible things, because they were trusting in the world systems. And he began to tell us that there was a lot of, of. Um, hardship that was coming upon the land, he says, but I have to allow it because if I don't, if I don't, if I don't allow it and do things to get people's attention, many, 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 he kept saying many, 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 many people will be lost. They'll be lost because it's like a lot of people, if you don't snap them out of it, If you don't give them a reason to think something different, they will just be bullheaded all out for the flesh, all out for the satisfying the flesh, satisfying the lust of the flesh, living for now, living for the moment. They won't think about God. There's a lot of people. They won't think about God. They won't think about their soul. They won't think about eternity. They will just be caught up in what they want here and now. Believing a lie. Believing that there is no hereafter. Believing that there is no heaven. Believing that there is no hell. And so the Lord began to show us years ago that these things were coming and they have consistently come and now they are intensifying in frequency. Intensifying in in the magnitude. So how do we endure? More after the break.
1: Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. <laughs> Lindale Link with host Holly Rand comes Mondays at 10 a.m. Central on TokiNet.com. Lindale
2: Link is... Lindell's first and only internet radio broadcast.
1: Holly, tell us about
2: it. It's really something from my heart that I want to be teamwork um, for the entire community to get the word out about everything that's going on here. We're talking to the entire community of Lindell. This is not limited to just businesses or just parents or just teachers. Simply, to get the word out about your cause or your company, you must go to where the people
1: are. And today, people are on the internet. Lindale Link. Lyndale, Texas is a growing chain of business, education, commerce, community. Together,
2: Lindale Link can create one strong chain of communication.
1: Check out LindaleLink.com and then check out Lindale Link, the radio show. Lindale Link with host Holly Rand. Mondays at 10 a.m. Central on TogiNet.com.
0: Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness and to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls or we can make information available to you via email. Equipping the Saints Ministries is home-based in Maryland. You may write to us at Post Office Box 1616, Clinton, Maryland, 20735. Or email us at vir2us1 at verizon.net. Thank
3: God!
2: Okay, this is Minister Diane, and uh, we're talking about how do you endure difficult times? How do we endure difficult times? Do we just continue business as usual? Do we just try to restore things back to how they were? Do we just try to go on as though nothing happened and just continue where we left off? I say not. I say that we should not. I say that we should stop, that we should be still. We should take the time to seek God and, and ask him. If you are a Christian, I have to quantify this because if you are not a Christian, then you probably won't get those kinds of answers from God. The kind of response that you would get an answer to is, God, I need you. Lord, forgive me for doing my own thing, for living my life, my own way. Um, You know, I repent of my sins and I, and I ask you to take charge of my life. I give myself over to you. You would get those, you would get a response from God like that. But I'm saying, stop, you know, as a Christian, especially stop what you're doing. Begin to seek God. What is going on in this situation? Why are these things? What is it in us that you want us to get? Is there something that we need to get? Because we can change the tide. As believers, we can change the tide. You know, God will respond to our prayers and our requests. The scriptures say the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous. Of the righteous availeth much. It doesn't say of the ungodly and of the sinner. It doesn't say of the self-centered and those that are lusting and living for the flesh, the pride of life and the lust of the eyes. No, but the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. What does it mean to be righteous? to be in right standing with God, to do things according to God's ways and according to God's plan, to accept Christ as your Savior and his blood to cover your sins and therefore allow you to be in relationship with God. Then God will honor you as righteous. He will call you righteous because his son's blood His son, who he sent to pay the price for us and to restore us to relationship with him. His son says, hey, father, they're they're calling upon me now. and, And they're asking for my help now. And they're asking, they're repenting and they're living for me now. So his blood overshadows, covers our sin. And when God looks at us, he doesn't see our sin anymore. He sees the blood of his son. Okay. So, how do we endure difficult times? I have to tell you that I I personally cannot comprehend how the world endures these kinds of tragedies repeatedly. How these things can happen and it's not enough to, 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 to draw them to God. It's not enough to not only have a national day of prayer... I don't mean like when we had you know when we had September eleven when we had nine eleven there was national prayer days going on, you know, but every religion was represented every uh, every God was represented, you know the God Allah, the god of Buddhism all the different gods were represented including Christian and we had national prayer days and stuff But then like immediately it wasn't even a week later days later Everyone was back to doing the same old things and doing their own things. I'm not talking about that false That false sense of reverence I'm talking about a change a change Happening in your life. I'm talking about one of those aha moments. One of those wake up calls that 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 causes a change to happen in your life. I don't understand how the world can repeatedly endure these kinds of things. I mean, I understand it, but I don't understand it because I am I'm a wuss. I guess you can just, I'm a wuss, I'm a wimp. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I need the Lord. I need the Lord. This world is not a wonderful place without him and outside of him. This world is a cold place. It's a hard place. Even through this hurricane, again, I was reminded how, you know, since I've been on the East Coast and and I'm not, I'm not beating up the East Coast, but since I've been on the East Coast, I, I was reminded it was just so in my face how cold the people are here. Because uh, neighbors that we had in California and friends that my husband has had, you know, when he was in the Air Force down through the years, when they endured hardships, like my husband was in South Dakota when they had. Uh, a very bad snow season, and then they were out of power for days. And I mean, it was just terrible. People that he wasn't even related to, they got together. They got together, and they bunked up at each other's houses, and they, you know, pulled their resources together, and they kept each other company in the dark. And yada yada. Out here, it's like every man for himself. In my little community where I live. People weren't talking. Now during the earthquake, people, people came outside. People came outside and they were, you could see that they were fearful and, and they were talking and asking what had happened and that lasted for a hot minute. But during the hurricane and after it, you don't see people. You don't see them. There's no sense of community. There's no pulling together. We didn't see that even in the people that we know who go to these church, to the churches out here. It's just cold. People, they don't call you. You know, we did some calling around to check on some people that we knew who were elderly and whatnot. And, but they don't call. They don't check on each other. It's me and my own. And they stay in their own little world and profess the name of Jesus Christ. And I say it's a shame Anyway, I'm off on a tangent. I know I do that sometimes. Let me get back on course. <laughs> For me, the answer to that question of how we endure difficult times, the answer is being hidden in Christ, being hidden with the Lord God Almighty. Because Psalms 91 tells me that he, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High which is God, the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. So those of us that know God and he has revealed himself to us because we have responded to his wooing. We responded to the tugging on our heart. When we heard the message of the gospel, when we heard the word of God preached, it did something in us. It stirred something in us. And we responded to that call. We responded to that love that he has for us. And so that that is an open invitation for you to dwell in that hidden place, the place that the world can't seem to find. The place of peace and 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 understanding and revelation knowledge of God that the world can 't find they can 't find it, but he 's allowed us to find that place if you are a Christian, if you are a true believer then he then you 're in that secret place, that hidden place. And if you dwell in that place, if you dwell in that place where God is your strength, where God is your source, where you trust in what he says in the word, where you have that childlike faith, where if he says it, you believe it, and you act on it, and you walk it out, and you live it, and you deal with it, and you work it out, then you will abide under the shadow, under the protection. Of the almighty God. That when destruction comes. Because of judgment. There is a safe place. For the Christian. There is a safe place. Not simply the believer. Like I said there's so 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 many people professing Christianity. But their fruit their characters their characteristic doesn't line up with Christ doesn't line up with Christianity so i'm not just talking about the believer and the one who professes but the follower the follower of Jesus Christ throughout scripture we find that god warned his children concerning destruction coming He warned them over and over throughout the history of the Israelites. He warned them that because of their disobedience, because of their falling away, because of their backsliding, because of them deciding to to go after the ways of the world, to go after the other, uh, the ways of the heathens, the ways of the pagan gods, the ways of the idol worshipers that. Their disobedience was going to lead them down a path of destruction where they were going to be taken into slavery. They were going to be taken into bondage. Their cities were were going to be burned and destroyed. The temple was going to be ravaged and they were going to steal the gold and the treasures out of the temple and yada, yada, yada. And when the people listened, when they listened, when they heeded the warnings then God either spared them and the destruction did not come or he delayed it for a period of time until they fell back into disobedience again. But God always warned them concerning their lifestyle choices and their disobedience and the things that they were doing to oppose him because he, he tried to tell them, sin brings destruction with it. It brings destruction with it. You may get away for a while, but you don't get by. You don't get by. It's gonna come. So when they heeded the warnings, they were spared. When they didn't, they faced judgment. We we have examples. But I have to wait until after the scripture.
1: Has the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. The Story of Me
0: is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, abuse, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have loved and been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived abuse, molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may see or find themselves in Diane Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of the story of me online at www.authorhouse.com or any of the major bookstores.
2: as we delve into and discuss fascinating subjects. It's a program to pique your interest for sure. So how do we deal with, how do we endure difficult times? Difficult times sometimes come as a form of judgment. Difficult times some, sometimes come for other reasons, like in the case of Job. Job was not, um, as far as we can tell in scripture, he was not being Disobedient. He was counted as a righteous man as far as God was concerned, but God allowed calamity and destruction to hit his house, and, and God used it to, to um, basically Job, Job's testimony became strengthened and stronger. And, and he actually tested Job. He allowed Satan to test Job and to um, show Satan. And to show others that Job would stand regardless to what came his way. So there's examples in scripture of um, calamity and destruction coming to people's lives. We have other examples with Daniel. Um, Daniel was taken into captivity. You know, he was taken from his home. And he well, not only Daniel, but the three Hebrew boys, as we like to call them, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Other examples of men of God who were, who were men of God. But because of the disobedience of the nation as a whole, of the nation as a whole, they were part of those that were taken into captivity by the heathen kings god allowed israel to be overthrown and these men went into captivity along with others even though they were godly and righteous men but in their troubles god elevated them where they were the elite so to speak they were skillful men they were um talented and skillful men so the kings wanted to use they wanted they wanted to use them in their service because then they could take like the best that Israel had to offer and use it in their own kingdoms so they got like you know the good the good living quarters and things like that if you will but even in that they were constantly and frequently tested they were challenged because of their because of their character, because they stood out like a sore thumb. You know, they wouldn't compromise with the ways of the king. They wouldn't eat meat that was offered unto idols when the king was offering sacrifices to his idol gods and his statues. And, and so people would get jealous and say, who do they think they are because they're not willing to do things our way. They make us feel bad. They make us look bad, so forth and so on. So it's interesting to me that we have examples in Scripture you know, critic, critic, people that are criticizers and um, sometimes even theologians. I'm, I'm, I'm finding out that even theologians who go and study the Bible end up teaching against the Bible because they try to say a lot of this stuff was just, you know, for then and it's not relevant now. And God doesn't do this anymore. God doesn't do that anymore. But I find that when you read scripture and you see examples like this, You can apply them to your current situation. If I know that these men endured the loss of their livelihood, for example, like Job, he lost his livelihood, his cattle, um, all of his cattle and his... um, all of his children, he had 10 children that were killed in one day. The, the, the roof fell on the house um, and killed them all in one day. That could be equated to something like an earthquake. An earthquake can bring that kind of destruction where the roof caves in and kills all the children. You know, um, his servants. I mean, he was hit with one calamity after the other. And, and then his own body was, was racked with sickness where he ended up with boils on his body where he couldn't even lay down. He, could, he had no comfort. He had no physical comfort. He had no peace. He was just suffering. It, that can be equated to a current situation. I mean, how is it how is it that people can dispute these things and argue against them and say they have no relevance because they're blind? They're spiritually blind and they cannot see and they cannot hear and they cannot understand the ways and the things of God. But I can take those kinds of situations and I can apply them to my life and I can say, "Okay, if the roof fell on Job's family and killed all 10 of his children in one day, then I could certainly relate to that kind of loss in my life. If I, if I were to lose a child or something like that, you know, it's relevant now, people it's relevant now. And how did these men endure? How did they endure? Like Paul, for example, when Paul was put in prison, Apostle Paul, when he was put in prison for preaching the gospel and they were telling him, We don't want you to preach that gospel anymore. Paul and Silas were put in prison. How did they endure? The Bible says at midnight they prayed. At midnight, you know, in the wee hours of the night when everybody else is sleeping, when everybody else is trying to get ready for work the next day, uh, you should be praying. At midnight, they prayed. At midnight, they sang songs. They sang hymns. In some of their darkest moments, God sent angels to strengthen them and to speak to them and to comfort them and to let them know, Paul, I am with you and you will go to Rome and you will be a witness on my behalf and you will testify on my behalf. So, And how do you endure difficult times? You continue to pray. If you're a believer, a follower of Jesus Christ, you continue to pray. You sing those songs that come to your spirit. I pray that you're living that way so that you have songs that will come up in your spirit. If you're not, you need to get there. You need to turn off that garbage turn off that worldly carnal music even the so-called contemporary christian music that does not draw you closer to christ all it does is stimulate your flesh and make you feel good you need to have some something with some substance down in your spirit so that at those times those things will come up because if they don't what's in you is going to come up Whatever is in you, whatever you've been digesting, whatever you've been listening to, that's what's going to come out in the difficult times. This time that we're living in, everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. So if your foundation is not sure in Jesus Christ, then you will be shaken. During this, this time of, of destruction and calamity and economic problems and you will be shaken because what's in you is going to come out. The truth of who you are and how you're living is going to come out. If you don't have anything there, you won't have anything to hold on to. Your faith will fail. If you're not a Christian, then this is the perfect time. The perfect time to acknowledge your need for God, to acknowledge that you need him and that you don't want to be in this hour. You don't want to be. And I'm not trying to scare you. I'm not trying to just preach a fear gospel, but I'm telling you, this is a perfect time. This is a perfect time to acknowledge that your arms are too short to box with God. This is a perfect time to humble yourself and realize that there is a God and he does have a plan and that all of this is leading up to something. All of this is leading up to his return and he is trying to get mankind's attention before he comes back. He's trying to give everybody a chance to acknowledge him and to get saved and to live for Christ before he comes back for his church. Things are not going to get better. As far as the state of the economy, I don't believe things are going to get better. The disasters and the calamities, you need to know. Everything that can be shaken in this hour is going to be shaken. On uh, July the 20th, I had a weird dream, and today the Lord brought that dream back to my mind because I I wrote it down, and I held on to it because I prayed about it, and I didn't want to just put it out there and begin to share it with the public unless the Lord was really telling me to do so. So uh, I wrote it down, and I prayed about it, and I waited on the Lord. I talked to some of our uh, Christian friends and talked to Chris about it and, you know, waited on the Lord. I had a weird dream about coffee, coffee. Wow. I don't know why I would dream about coffee, but I had this weird dream about coffee. And I believe because of the, what I saw in the dream, that there's going to be a shortage of coffee of that, that commodity. And there, that's going to cause even further problems with our economy. It will further impact the economy worldwide. Um, I don't have time to go into the details of the dream tonight, so what I did was I posted the dream. I, as I wrote it down with the details, I posted it on my host page. So if anybody wants to go on the host page and read the dream, you're free to do so. It's, uh, it's under my um, articles. And if you have the gift of interpretation of dreams, if you're a Christian and you have the gift of interpretation of dreams, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd love to hear what you get out of that dream. But what I got out of it is that we are going to have a a, a situation that's going to come about that's going to impact this economy even more concerning coffee. Because that is a big commodity, a worldwide commodity, and a lot of people's livelihood is dependent upon it. And, um, wow, I'm running out of time here. So, (laughs) the more people try to recover, I think the more they won't be able to recover in this hour. Through difficulties, God separates the wheat from the tares. He separates the true believers from the fakers and the shakers. You find out what you're really made of. Think about it. Pray about it. Endure difficult times.